0: You're listening to Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. I'm Celeste A. Frazier, your hostess. I'm an ordained New Thought minister who embraces all faiths. I've pastored a few spiritual communities, written a few books, performed in various media. I write, produce, and perform. I'm a visioning facilitator, a diversity, equity, and inclusion facilitator, and with Mystic Magic, we explore amazing guests to so find out what the divine reveals through us and how we may benefit from this magnificence. Stay tuned. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. Hey, hey, Mystic Magic podcast fans. Welcome to another edition of Mystic Magic. Today's episode I'm calling, She Came for Him. According to the Gospel of St. John in the 20th chapter, Mary stood in the sepulcher and saw the linens lying there in the napkin that had been around Jesus' head. But it was like in a place by itself. And... Mary was weeping she was crying she was heartbroken she saw two angels sitting there one at the head and the other at the feet where she saw him last laying and somebody said one of the angels said why are you crying and she said because they've taken away my lord and I don't know where he is And then she turned around to leave and Jesus was there. And he said, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She wasn't expecting to see him alive. And he said, Mary. And she recognized her teacher. And of course her inclination was to hug him. And he said, no, not this moment, because I'm ascending. But tell the others that I'm ascending to our God. There's something about our relationships when we know that there's a phase that's over. Maybe that affectionate phase is over. Maybe that time of physicality is over and there's another way for us to be with each other. That's one part of it. Another part of it is I am moving up. I'm moving up. I'm not accessible in the way that I was accessible before. Okay, that's the second point. And then the third point is the angels, the messengers, one at the head, one at the foot. And so I want to kind of be with this because I think it's important for us to understand other dimensions of what a resurrection is. So you're coming with a certain expectation. I'm going to go take care of my beloved one, and they're not there. I don't know what to do. Do I think the worst, right? Sometimes we may have some anxiety about somebody that we love because we want to help them in some way, but they're not available for us to help them. It could be because they're on drugs. It could be because they're an alcoholic. It could be because they're not mentally available. For whatever reason, it could be because they've killed themselves. It could be because they have disappeared. And so when all of our relationships that we have to define our role with them and expect that that role is always going to be the same, when in fact it is not, the nature of relationships is that they change. And that's not a bad thing because we are here to facilitate each other's transformations, our growths. And even if we are not individually part of the actual transformation of that person, we are transformed because they transformed. When they changed, my relationship to them automatically changed, right? So if somebody goes south on you, right? They do something that's offensive or even hurtful, that relationship has been changed. And even though, yes, there's forgiveness, absolutely, but there's something different about you because your expectations are not the same. And so we can even take that with ourselves. What are my expectations of myself? Have I been accustomed to being a certain way so much so that Now the situations have changed, I am being called to be another aspect of myself, not the one I was used to being, not the way I was used to showing up. If something is missing from my life that wasn't there anymore and I was dependent on it, I was codependent on it, then I need to provide that which I was dependent on so that I am no longer going to feel without, right? And so sometimes the absence of that partner becomes a way for us to be emboldened to grow up, to get a pair of big girl panties, big boy drawers, right? So you got to know that all of life is about this evolution of ourselves. We're becoming stronger, we're becoming greater. Even the process that Justice Jackson went through in the confirmation hearings made her stronger. Everything about life that is not what we want it to be is by divine grace, allowing us to be more, allowing us to see more, allowing us to know more about who we are. And so we're not able to see sometimes when someone makes a decision that we weren't expecting. Like Mary couldn't see Jesus. She was like, I don't know who you are, but what have you done with him? And it was the very Christ that she was talking with. that she didn't recognize him. Sometimes when we have placed people in a certain way, we can only receive them a certain way. And we either have to adjust to who they have become or we have to have a different relationship with them. We have to be okay that it's not the way it was before because there's nothing that we can do about it. And so there's this loss. There's an absolute grief. Yes, grief comes when someone we love dies, but grief also comes when our relationship changes from what it was to something that we are not sure about. And that doesn't change the love we still love. I hope that's true for you. It's true for me. And so weeping is a sign of longing for what was, wanting there to be that thing, that connection. And we get to process that and release that need because we know it's not going to be fulfilled. But our relationship with our, our beloveds, our loved ones do not end because their time on the planet has ended. We bless everyone who's in Ukraine or perhaps a different kind of war, perhaps something that occurred through a disease, a war with the vitality of the body, a war with a virus, a war with a gun or any weapon, and whatever it is that our physicality has provided. For our soul is only a temporary shell. Come on now. Because once I am in no need for that body, I'm out of here. My spirit gets to be wherever it needs to be. But I'm not gone. And so any attachment to the body is futile. Of course, we have to take care of it while we have it. But we have to understand what our relationships are for. Therefore, our transformation, their bodies are not serving us in the way that they used to. And that may be the case for us at some point, will be the case for us at some point. But our spirits being eternal are really something that is information. Okay? The angels are messengers. The angels are saying, hey, (laughs) the mind of your rabbi, your rabbi, has a message for you. The feet of your rabbi have a message for you. Feet are about understanding, and it was a call for Mary to have a different understanding than she had about Jesus. And so it was requiring a mental understanding, but also the head represents the crown and the crown is our connection with spirit. The spirit is present and the understanding is present. And now you need to be present with the spirit and the understanding. So they were like, you know, the ushers into the appearance of the Christ. Saying spirit wants you to understand that Christ is, and so each of us have the potential to be in our Christhood. Each of us have an opportunity to embody the essence of who we are that does not require a body, but definitely requires understanding and definitely requires spirit, because what I know is, is that the Spirit of God is always with me, throughout whatever incarnations and expressions that I may have. And that goes beyond religiosity. That goes into the very substance of spirit. And I invite us to know that we are eternal beings. And that which we gather from this life journey in the physical, on the earth plane, we get to take with us. Without the baggage, right? Imagine taking a flight and not having to lug anything around and knowing that God is with you all the time. That's our truth. Now, if we decide we need to clothe ourselves in a body for another lesson, then so be it. But what I'm inviting us into is that direct connection with the presence of spirit so that we don't have any other codependencies, so that we don't have any other expectations so that we don't have to be poised for disappointments. Because the only thing to be reliant on is the very spirit that is our essence, our truth. And the magic of that understanding is our power, the power of our Christhood. And so in this Easter season, I invite us to not only use the occasion of Easter to connect with the Christhood, but let it be an anniversary of remembering If we forget, but it's not the only time of the year that we need to know it. Sending you abundant blessings and love. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. She came for him, but couldn't see with human eyes. He her rabbi, a gem. It's not like he was in disguise. His transformation changed his vibration. She was unable to reach the ideation of a reconciliation. So there was hesitation, followed by realization and elation. Such as our journey of prayer, knowing spirits care. We are able to pair not just in the body sense because physical energy is dense, We are no longer tense and have more than hints for what we come to know prompt us to go and sow seeds of belief and give relief to our minds and release the binds of separation and grief. Now with belief, we can achieve and receive the joy of the Christ, no longer sacrificed, but free to see exactly what we came to be. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to check out our show notes for more information about today's episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all of your favorite podcast venues. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. In the first event of its kind. African Americans in New Thought offer Celebrating Our Soul, a New Thought Conference by people of African descent this August at Unity Village in Lee Summit, Missouri. You want to be there. There will be prayer, meditation, yoga. There will be speakers like Michael Beckwith, Bishop Jack Bomar, Bishop Yvette Flunder, Dr. Sheila McKeithen, Reverend Sylvia Sumpter, There is an abundance of workshops from wonderful facilitators and ministers across the country. And there is fantastic music with the likes of Michelle Jordan, Esther Nicholson, John Stringer, Lee Langston. There is going to be so much fun. We want to see you there. Check us out at www.padntg.org. See you there.